Welcome to the Indianola First Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Our prayer is that this message will inspire you, encourage you, and launch you into life-changing action. Hey, First Assembly, welcome. It is Pastor Jared. Great to be with you today. Uh, I got Pastor Dave with me from New Journey. And of course, Pastor Barry from Indianola First. Good to be here. And uh, we're going to do something just a little different today. We thought we would mix it up. And I thought I'd just take a little opportunity to interview these guys and talk to these guys about some of the things that are going on in the world and uh, some of the things that are on their heart this morning. So I guess, first of all, um, what have you guys been up to? I mean, we're living in a different world, you know? It's uh, obviously quite a bit different. So what, what, what's been different? What's been keeping you busy? What are you talking about? Yeah. What, what's going on? Something different? <laughs> Uh, no, just staying, staying busy. You know, the, we got the, obviously the girls at home all the time. So it's been a lot of fun with them and they know what's going on, but they, you know, we keep them pretty isolated and, and getting outside a lot. And, uh, Sarah's getting a taste of what it would be like if we homeschooled down the line. And I'm thinking that she's probably not leaning towards homeschooling <laughs> after this experience. But, um, yeah, man, it's, uh, spent a lot of time at the church, really figuring out how to connect with people. You know, and really utilizing this technology and seeing what works and, you know, texting a lot of people and making phone calls and just keeping, right. keeping people connected. Right. Pastor Barry, how about you? Well, I, I've been busy here at the church, obviously, and things just haven't seemed to slow down too much around here. Um, shifted a little bit in what we're doing, but uh, been busy, busy. I, at home, you know, probably just not going out as much and, and staying home. I, I did get a chance to watch the entire series of Love Comes Softly on Hallmark. Oh boy. Um, mm. Don't judge. Uh, <laughs> Too late. It's actually pretty good. Uh, so anyway. I've, Take uh, your word for it. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Yeah, but, but just spending time there and, and spending time trying to connect with people. Cool. Well, obviously, you know, with things shifting, uh, there's been a lot of attention as to church and how it's changed. And I think a lot of that attention has been on how we're limited because of the restrictions that have been put on us by, yeah. you know, our authorities, which rightly so they should be because of what we're going through and what we're dealing with. Um, but I want to know, on the positive side, what do you guys see God doing in the midst of this? Because you know, obviously, we know God's always working. So, what do you guys see God doing in the midst of this in a positive way? Well, I've always, you know, I've been saying this and repeating because I just, I really believe this, that, you know, this, this pandemic is obviously, you know, it's evil. It's not, it's not a, right. it's not a fun thing for us to go through any one of us, but God is sovereign in this, you know, that he takes what, what is meant for evil and flips it, turns it to good. And I believe that that is providing an opportunity for every one of us to just slow down. You know, to just to come together and to reprioritize our life and to, to rearrange our lives a little bit and to think about what's important in our lives. You know, I think God's doing a shaking right now and, and to shake all the distractions out of our life to really what all that remains is us and us and him. And, you know, just kind of, kind of reevaluate and saying, you know what, I think I do need God in my life. Yeah. And putting family first. And re have you noticed how he's like taking all of our idols away from us too. Amen. He's isolated us, taken yeah. our idols away from us, put them us in, yep. you know, isolated with our families and to, to really give that opportunity to reprioritize. Yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. Pastor Barry, what do you think? How do you see God moving? Yeah, I, I totally agree with Pastor Dave. I think that's awesome, the uh, reprioritizing. I think that's wonderful. And for me, I, I usually have a pretty uh, positive outlook on things. Mm -hmm. I'm just wired that way. And so when I see calamity, I instantly kind of go to this mode of, where's the where's the lemonade in these lemons yeah and so what can we do to uh uh 
seize the moment, so to speak. And I think there's amazing ministry opportunities right now, like maybe never before. Hmm. And I'm just like, God, I, I know this, you're allowing this to happen. It's, uh, this pandemic's obviously not from him, but uh, in the midst of it all, what can we do to build the kingdom of God? Yeah. And I, I think I just go to that immediately. And um, you know, the church can't be stopped. I think that's, that's right. really a key thing. We might be uh, told that we can't do certain things, we can't meet, whatever. I don't care what they say, the church can't be stopped. We might have yeah, to change amen. how we do things, but we're not gonna be stopped. Yeah. And um, I'm just praying, God, show, show me things that we can do creatively uh, to, to uh, seize the moment. I, I think something that we did last Friday night, which I think you guys are gonna do soon, and we're gonna do we're again, it actually, yeah. is uh, the prayer patrol. Yeah. That oh, was just yeah. kind of a quick thing. Um, we've seen people doing drive-by birthday parties and people seen, or seen people do different things from neighbors, you know, hollering at each other across the street. We thought, why don't we do that with prayer? Yeah. It just yeah. makes perfect sense. Yeah. And we did it and it was like really well received. Yeah. And the people that were involved with that here, they were the most blessed yeah. because they got to minister. And I think that's key in the midst of, of a crisis, why not look for something you can do instead of just right. hunkering down and holding the fort. Right. The church does not need to hold the fort at this time. Yep. We need to be uh, obtaining and building the kingdom and looking for opportunities, not unsafely, not do, going against the, the governmental authorities or anything like that, but there is ways. I mean, we serve the creator of all. We can tap into his creativity a little bit yeah. and figure some of these things out. Um, I'm, I'm just excited. I'm excited about what God's doing. I think it's great. I think, you know, you hit on something key. And, and I loved in you know, like, it reminded me of the book of Exodus when God calls Moses and Moses tells him all the reasons why he's not qualified yeah. to do this. But then God says, what do you have in your hand? And he had a staff. You know, and it's like, that's the question. What, you know, we may have been dealt a hard hand here, but what do we have that we can do, not what we can't do? You know, like, instead of just keeping the fort, like you said, how can we advance the kingdom of God and what does that look like? And I mean, I, I think of things like evangelism during this time. I mean, is there even a, is there even a place for evangelism during this time? Absolutely. Sure. I mean, this is the time to evangelize and maybe we can't go out and meet with people one-on-one -on -one or something like that. But you know, you're sitting at home, we have more time than we've ever had before. Yeah, you know, yeah. to sit around, we can reach out to some of those people. Maybe it's someone God put on your heart, a, a, an old classmate, um, a, a coworker that you haven't seen for a while or, or a relative or something like that, that, that's just really on your heart, man, find a way and just start thinking about reaching out to that person. Yeah. Pastor Dave, what do you think about, I mean, what do you, th what kind of advantages do you see during this time, even for evangelistic, even for reaching people for Christ? Um, how, how is where we're at now set up better than it ever has been for that kind of a thing? Well, we're supposed to take the gospels to the ends of the earth, you know, and I think the apostle Paul would have used all this technology, mm -hmm. you know, absolutely. And it's interesting. We're in a time where the churches are all closed, but we're also at a time where this technology is so advanced that we're reaching far more people out there with our Sunday sermons than we, than we would if we just opened up our church and allowed, you know, people to get in. Yeah. You know, I know our viewership shot through the roof. I know you guys, you guys did too. And I looked at, you know, Gateway last week. They have 35,000 that come to their church on Saturdays and Sundays. But Physically, they went, right? In Gateway in, yeah. in Texas. Physically, they have 35,000 Physically, 35,000. But when they went online, they reached almost 200,000. Wow. So, you know, yeah, this, the, gospel, uh, the gospel's going forth more than it ever has 
preachers are being heard more, their messages are being heard yeah. more than ever. Yeah. I think it's exciting. So, and, and I might say this too, just, yeah. just, to, just to finish up here a little bit um, on, on that question. I, I think it's important for us to remember that in heaven, there's gonna be a lot of things that we do here that we will continue to do there. We're going to have the word of God in heaven. I believe yeah. that with all my heart yeah. because I think it's eternal. Right. We're going right. to have praise and worship in heaven. It'll be like it's never been before. It'll be amazing praise and worship. Actually, you'll even be able to sing um, in That'd heaven, which is you know, hard to believe, but yes, you will be able to. <laughs> wow. Joking. But, and all of our voices will be perfect. Yeah. Um, we're gonna have relationships with one another in heaven, but they'll be better than ever before. Uh, but one thing we're not gonna have is evangelism. Evangelism right. is over yeah. when we all go to heaven. When Jesus comes back and takes us home, the day of evangelism is over. And, and so that's why I, I get this like seize the moment. We need to seize the moment yeah. and, and just get really uh, creative and really passionate about sharing the gospel with everybody we can right now. Well, and I think like, you know, going back to, the idea of, of uh, you know evangelism at this time I think when you talk about getting creative what do we have again what do we have we have more time than we've ever had before you know and I don't know about you guys but I, I find myself not having time sometimes to get on a phone call anymore and just call up somebody that maybe I'm reaching out to or uh, you know someone that I've I'm, I'm trying to win to Christ because now I have this time to be able to, to build those relationships like I never have before because I'm always too busy doing stuff, but now I have time, you know, and I don't know if you sense that too, Pastor Dave, or yeah. feel that, but. Yeah, I think it's really, it's really an interesting time. I mean, there's so many interesting things that are coming out of this. And I've, I've kind of thought about this a lot too, you know, how much we need to stay focused on the Lord during this whole thing. But I, I, I think it's interesting as we're, you know, we're camping out at home and we're isolating that we got to be aware of some things and be careful of some things too, that, you know, the, our minds start to wander you know, we can get caught up in fear and anxiety. The Bible says that the, that the um, idle minds are the devil's playground. So we got to be careful of things like that, I believe. Um, but also, I think what's interesting is there's a, there's a parallel here. You know, we're looking at this virus and we're, it's like this, our country's being attacked by this invisible force that's just going around trying to destroy us. You know, I think that parallels sin. You know, it's almost like the, the same thing that, that, that you know, their sin, sin lurks around and looks to destroy us. The Bible says there's an enemy that prowls around, you know, looking for someone to devour. And that's exactly what this virus is doing. And I think the enemy is trying to use both to pull us away from God yeah. and kind of destroy our, our faith. So yeah. it's really important that we are aware that the thing, that these things are happening or, or in the Bible said that these things are supposed to happen right. and that they're gonna happen more frequently and, and, and increase yeah. in frequency. That if we're aware of these things, then we, you know, there's biblical things that we can do and, and you know, prepare ourselves. And I think that idea, yeah, of not, not being distracted by this, but again, using this time. And right. you know, even as we mentioned in talking about reaching people in evangelism, you know, I know one of the things that started before this whole thing had started, Pastor Barry actually was asked by our district to be uh, the coordinator for a movement called Go 2020. And, um, you know, it was something that we're, we were getting ready to launch, we we're getting ready to kick off, and it kind of fell right in the middle of all this. But um, can you just share with us, Pastor Barry, a little bit about Go 2020, what it is? Uh, maybe just give us a little bit of an overview of it. Yeah, it's really interesting. Go 2020 is really birthed out of the Global Outreach Day that's been around for a long time, and it's a global worldwide movement. Um, but this year, because of the year 2020, they, they really 
put forth this initiative that in the month of May in 2020, we're going to mobilize believers all over the world to share and evangelize um, their friends and their, their, the people around them, their circles of influence. Gotcha. And, uh, you know, for America, it's kind of blown up it, at least before this, this coronavirus thing came about, it was blowing up. And, and I'm, I assure you, it's still blowing up. It's just differently than we thought. Yeah. And so uh, here's this movement that's, that's going forth to mobilize, at least in, in North America, 10 million believers to win 100 million people. That's amazing. What if we mm. actually did that? What if yeah. 10 million believers, and now that we have time, and now that people are listening right. <laughs> like yeah. never before, right. this whole initiative was put forth right at the right time. We didn't yeah. know it was coming down the pike, yeah. but it's put the right time. Mm -hmm. And it's almost, instead of squelching it, it's put a focus on it that now we can do it like never before. Right. Uh, Go 2020 um, has been uh, basically adopted uh, or, or people want to get involved with it. Jeff Farmer is the uh, is the, the head of the Pentecostal, North American Pentecostal Churches kind of organization. And there's 29 organizations. They have all said yes to this. It's the first time in history all 29 Pentecostal organizations have come together to work wow. together. Um, and the Assemblies of God, our good friend, uh, Pastor Dave's good friend, Joe Oden, um, uh, was named by our general superintendent the director of the whole thing for the Assemblies of God. And so he's been working hard, and I've been on meetings with him. And there is a, just a, I was on a meeting last week with them. There's just a, a, a burden and an excitement and a, and just a fire in pastors all over yeah. the nation about this Go 2020 thing and in the Assemblies of God too, that what an opportunity we have right now yeah. to reach out and to mobilize our people. It's almost like we already mobilized them because they're all at home. <laughs> yeah, right. So now all we got to do is just get them to engage <laughs> right. in evangelism, reach out and share with as many people as possible uh, the gospel. And we can start doing that anytime. I mean, I, I would say too, just to let you know, go 2020, the Southern Baptists are in, Navigators is in, Campus Crusade for Christ is in, all these other organizations have jumped into this thing. And it's like the church is saying, it's time for a great harvest of souls. And that, that's basically go 2020. And I, I'd that's say this, amazing. you know, you look, I, I look around the sanctuary and there's nobody here you know, we know you're out there in, uh, we'll call it TV land or, or internet land, whatever you want to call it. But I refuse to walk in this church and in this sanctuary and say that the church is empty. When I walk into this place, I am just choosing in my heart to say, this church is not empty. We're just deployed. Yeah. We are deployed right now yeah. to go do something great. And the church has it's never been in the four walls. We know that. Yeah. It's not about the building. It's about the people. Well, here we go. Here we go. Yep. We, are, we are mobilized, ready. We have time. God's provided in the midst of all the destruction. He's providing a, a awesome opportunity for us. Well, and, and I think too, just tagging on to that, you know, I think back to the 1918 Spanish pandemic, influenza, uh, which has been compared a lot to this one. I, I think that God has placed us in this unique opportunity in this unique time because, you know, if this would have happened even 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you know, we had to shelter in home or we had to stay put, we wouldn't have the ability to communicate in the way that we do now. I mean, everybody's got a camera. Everybody can go on Facebook. We have a platform that's unlike anything in history that we can use to even share the gospel at a time like this. But I guess a question that I have too is you think about Jesus's life 
maybe w- with this question in mind and, and biblically speaking, you know, why, because evangelism probably, honestly, isn't probably in the forefront of most of our minds at this time. Our, most probably a lot of us are in maybe survival mode a little bit. Right. Um, but Pastor Dave, what do you think, you know, and it comes biblically speaking, what the mandate of evangelism, even at a time like this, I mean, why do you think it's still important to have that in the forefront of our minds? Well, I think it should be a, a priority of ours because that's Jesus's main priority. Mm. You know, he came to seek to, and to save those that are lost, those that are spiritually lost. That's why he came, you know? And so yeah. if it's that important to him and it's a priority to him, that's got to be our common, you know, our common motivator too. And that's what we have to be seeking to do all the time, you know? And I praise God for those that seek me when I was lost. I mean, I, well, all of us were lost, yeah. you know, and, and praise God that, that, uh, that we were found, and I and I love how it just, it just motivates me and encourages me to know that you know God and all of heaven are rejoicing every time one sinner comes to the to repentance, you know, yeah. into a relationship with Jesus Christ, and that should be our goal for every one of us, you know, that that just go after the one. If you just one, and then go again, then, then another. Yeah. You know, we have such a short time left. We we believe because we're seeing the signs that I think that that. You know, Satan has blinded the minds of the unbelievers for so long that I think that there's a time right now where he's, he's kind of lifting that power of Satan off of people, and now the blinders are starting to come off. And I think we're starting to re- realize where we are with God. Yeah. You know, if we've turned our backs on him, if we've, if we've just gotten straight a little bit, or if we're, you know, we're really kind of seeing where we are, yeah. and now he's given us this opportunity to, to get right with him. You know, Second Chronicles 7.14, it always keeps coming to the forefront these days. You know, that we got we to gotta humbly go to him and pray to him and seek his face. And then we'll hear from heaven and yeah. heal our land. Turn yeah. from our wicked ways and he'll heal our land. And that's where we are right now. Amen. Great promise, but there is conditions. Yeah, it's an if and then. Just like we talk about. Yep. 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 Yeah. So, Pastor Barry, what do you think? Uh, and kind of same question. What do you think uh, as far as evangelism, biblically speaking, what, why is it still, why should it still be a priority for us? Well, I, I guess I could say it this way. Um, what is the job of the church? What really is the job of the church? If not, to share the gospel. You know, I know we're in, we, we do discipleship things. We want to grow people up. I know that. But we should not exist as a church, in my opinion, if we're not winning souls or at least putting forth right. that effort. Yeah. We know it's the Holy Spirit's job to do that, yeah. right. but we also have to be in partnership with him and be active in doing that. And I think finding all sorts of ways to do that is important. I, I remember a, um, and I don't, I don't know, Pastor Jared, if you were in youth at the time, back a long time ago when I was a youth pastor uh, but uh, in, in South Dakota, but there was a, a message one time that the only thing I did, because I knew our kids weren't really engaging in evangelism yeah. um, and I wanted to I wanted them to so I, I did kind of an illustration I I actually bought goldfish for the youth group do you remember this or was this after this you? was a little bit after but I remember okay. the story okay so, so so anyway I bought these goldfish and I, I made a big deal how they were the mascots of the youth group and um, you know I, 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 I don't even remember their names but but we, uh, we named the fish we went through this whole thing on a youth night we named them we had contests for that we and then I had them up front in a nice big uh, goldfish bowl. And then right before I started preaching, I just went over and I picked them up. We'd spent about 15 minutes talking about these fish and how cool it was to have mascots. And so the kids kind of got connected to it. 
And then I just picked one up, I picked them both up actually, out of, with a little fish net, and I laid them out on the table that, they were, that the fishbowl was sitting on. And I just started preaching, I just laid them there and they started flopping. And I uh, hope PETA doesn't hear this. You know. <laughs> um, but anyway, just let them there. And the kids started responding to me. They started like getting all restless. And then, I, then they started vocalizing, put those back, put those back. And the fish are just flopping, you know, they're flopping there on the table, put them back. And then pretty soon a kid ran up, picked them up in his hand and he was being so careful with them and he put them back in the bowl. And, and they, they were like mad at me and, and rightfully so. I'm not, I'm not, yeah. a, I'm not a killer of fish, right. you know. Um, but uh, uh, well, actually I am, I love to eat, eat tasty <laughs> fish, but, uh, but not, to, not to let them suffer like that. Anyway, um, uh, they, uh, they were mad at me and as they were kind of telling me off, so to speak, the crowd was, I just said, you know, you care so much about a couple of fish but you don't care about your friend who's going to hell in a handbasket wow. because you won't share the gospel with them mm. and you could have heard a pin drop. Wow. Yeah. It's time, folks, that we stop caring about all this garbage that's here today and gone tomorrow, Amen. whatever that might be, and we start caring about souls because we're talking about people's eternities here. Yeah. We're not talking about something that's, that's just, uh, you know, uh, uh, temporal when we're talking about some, somebody's soul. It's right. forever, yes. it's forever. And if we can't get the passion of Christ, who that's why he goes after, leaves the 99 and goes after the one. Yeah. Yeah. Because he loves them, he's passionate about them. Yeah. And, and even in, in my pastoring, I think, I, I tend to do this and, and some people don't like it and it, it's, it's okay, I, I get it. But I'm not here to just baby, if you will, those that are well even yeah. though that's part of our calling to shepherd. Yeah. To me, if someone is out there that has never heard, that's the priority. Yeah. Go rescue them. Yep. Rescue them, rescue them, rescue them. Because it's, it's eternity we're talking about. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And I think even that a parental perspective, even at this time, is uberly important. Because even, even something like pandemics come and go. You know what I mean? But souls are yeah. eternal. And so here we are in the midst of this time that's really, like we've said, is, is an opportunity. Yeah. So instead of, you know, wishing it away, which we don't want to live in this and we want to be on the other side of it, but at the same time, why not use this opportunity? Because we have an opportunity with time and with people listening, you know, where they maybe wouldn't listen before yeah. and do something eternal in the midst right. of this temporal junk that we're living in. Yeah. I really like that idea and I like that thought. Um, and I guess that begs to question another, another, that begs another question is what can people do? Like practically speaking, how can, how can they reach people in the middle of this? Cause we know the time is good. We know people are ready to listen. So what can people do practically speaking to reach people while we're having this, while we're in this phase of life right now? Well, there's a, there's a deal we're, we're really going to roll out here and I'll, I'll just do it today. Um, for Go 2020. It's kind of a little method. It's very simple. Anybody can do it. Anybody can adjust it to their own personality in their own way. But the first thing we're going to do with that is what we call the My Five. And Pastor Dave, you want to explain the My Five a little bit? Um, well, I think it's every single one of us pick five people in your sphere of influence, uh, five people that are that you have a heart for, and um, really round the wagons around that person as far as 
prayer goes, like uh, write their names down. Uh, you know them intimately. You know what to pray for them. But really put an emphasis on uh, those specific people and just pray like crazy for those five people more than anybody else, but just those five. Could and, be family. Yeah. Could be a coworker. Yeah. Could be somebody from your past, a high school a classmate or a college classmate or somebody in your circle of influence somewhere yep. could be your delivery driver who knows uh, but just circle yeah put yep. those prayers and circle your prayers around that person yep yep, yep. and just uh, really really and I really like really what you said it. write them down I think that's key yeah you know you write them down so you you have it before you every single day and I I always tell people to do this put it in your bathroom mirror put it on your dresser right. so you see it every and morning post-it note or whatever yeah or post-it you know. whatever so you're reminded to pray for that person every day write it backwards on your forehead so when you look in the mirror you can it's, it's front way. <laughs> right. That's awesome. But yeah, that's the that's my good. five model. Okay. And just to pray over those my five and then to implement along with that in conjunction with the prayer, care, share uh, kind of uh, kind of uh, format. Yeah. And, so, and so how you do that is you already started praying for them. That's you're praying for them. You're praying for them. And then you begin to ask God to show you ways that you can care for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how do you do that? Well, uh, you, you just open up your heart and say, God, show me a way that and you, you could call them and say, hey, mm-hmm. is there anything I pray with you about? Right. Yeah. You can, you can maybe, maybe you're, you're tipped off in the spirit or, or tipped off just through a natural means about something that uh, they might be in need of. And you can go and, and be that for them, whether it's encouragement, whether it's a, a free meal, yeah. uh, whether, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. It might just be that you, you stop by outside their house during this time and wave at them, honk your horn and wave and say, hey, just missed you, wanted to see you, wanted to tell you we love you and, and hope to see you soon, you know, yeah, kind of thing. Those mean a lot. Yep. Yeah, anything yeah. to care for them. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, maybe they're going through something and that's a perfect time. So prayer and then care. And then you wait upon the Lord. And I think it's really important to learn how to wait for the voice of God in this. Right. But you wait for the voice of God and, and then you share in that right moment. And so the challenge would be, and I believe the Lord will honor this, as we pray for people now, as we look for opportunities to care for them, in the month of May, that's, that's a whole month away yeah. here, the month of May, he's going to open up opportunities, I guarantee you because of your prayer, for you to share Amen. with those same people. Yeah. And that's going to be phenomenal. Maybe that's the moment where 10 million people, if they get on this, and, and when I say 10 million, our, our own church family, that seems like a, a huge, huge number. I am not... I'm not kidding when I say that's not a huge number when you consider all the groups that are involved with this. And you know what you mentioned? You mentioned 10 million million people. And I started thinking about all the millions of people around the world that are being affected by this virus right now and how quickly that spread. You know, if if that can, if that virus meant for evil can spread that quickly and affect that many lives, how much more could the power of God, the spirit of God whisk, you know, sweep across the world and touch Millions and millions of yeah, hearts. The Amen. Corona crown virus right. thinks it's got uh, some kind of authority over us because it's, I, I think about the crown, right. you know, crown virus. Mm-hmm. I don't think the, the virus has yet met the King of Kings and the Lord Amen. of Lords who wears Amen. the that's crown that's and the he can get that message out faster than any virus can spread. Yeah. Amen. That's Pastor awesome. Barry, when you said that, you did a little bit of a neck thing. I liked it. And I liked it. I really liked it. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen you do that before. But that, that was good. That was good. I don't know what's going on, but you said you didn't do the snap. I, I like the prayer, care, share idea. Yeah. It's simple. It is really easy. I mean, because it makes it so easy. You pray for them. You do something to meet a physical need or a real need. And I think, again, I'm going to go back to relationally. Right now, people are pretty isolated in some ways, you know. So why not, you know, maybe relationally it's just 
picking up the phone and calling them, making sure that they have a conversation and they're taken care of that way. And then, you know, the sharing, obviously. And I love, there's a story that you tell about being in South Dakota um, and you transitioned your, the youth ministry. And this was, again, was after I left, but you transitioned due to escape ministry. And I'm just going to really sum up that story really short, but um, you had initially had, you had done this big skate outreach and all these people from the community showed up and you were going to preach the gospel on that day, and then if you just go ahead and why don't you pick it up and share the rest? Yeah, of the story. we were we were going to do a big outreach, and we planned it. We put it together um, during that time. Nobody likes skaters, you know, skateboard kids around. Yeah. On any, they were all, you know, uh, letters to the editor saying get these kids off the street, that kind of thing. And I just thought, what a great opportunity to reach out to those kids because nobody wants them. Well, we want them, and I know Jesus wants them. Yeah, and I still get emotional talking about it. But um, we had this big event, and. 300, 400 people showed up. Their parents are there. We we're going to let them skate on these ramps that we built. And then during the middle of it, I was going to get up and preach the gospel to them all. And I, I went to, to, to go out there. I was praying kind of behind the scenes. I had my team out there working the, the crowd. And God just told me, I, I, it wasn't audible, but it's as audible as it ever has been for me. It just said, evangelism is not an event. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. It's a lifestyle. And I knew I wasn't supposed to preach. And so I went out there and I didn't preach. And then my church people, who were all working, who had given money towards this, were very angry with me because we didn't do what we said we were gonna do. I tried to explain to them, they didn't really feel very good about that, but they eventually let it go and it was fine. But for a year then, once a month, twice a month, whatever we did, we'd set up those ramps, we'd do yeah. those events. And pretty soon, it, was, it got dwindled down, the parents stopped coming kind of thing, and the kids just started coming. And I remember one morning, it was a Saturday morning, I don't, I don't remember the date or anything, but I woke up and I looked at Alyssa and I said, it was the day we we're gonna do an event, I said, I'm gonna preach today, I'm preaching to him today. I just had the release to preach. Nice. And um, we set up the ramps, I preached, and every kid that was there that day accepted Christ, every single Amen. one, Amazing. because it was a timing thing. Awesome. Awesome. And you know, they needed to know we loved them before we just, Here's the vent. Now here's the gospel. Let me cram it down your throat. Yeah. We need to be the church yeah. before anyone's going to listen to us. Yeah. You know, it's kind of that you need to, people don't care about how much you know until they know how much you care. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Kind of thing. And I, I, that was a real learning moment for me, I think in ministry. It's good. I, I like that because it makes me think too. And, and as we're kind of wrapping up here this morning, it makes me think of the prayer care share thing a little bit, you know, how Jesus talks about our hearts being like a field. And the praying is kind of like the breaking up of the ground, getting it ready. Um, the caring is kind of the seed planting. And then the sharing, along with being seed planting, is also a little bit of a harvest, like you said, but you have to wait sometimes for the opportunity to be right. And that's where we as Pentecostals, we listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And when we get that go, like Pastor Barry said, when I woke up that morning, I knew this was my time. When we get that go, that's when we do it. So I guess in wrapping up today, in conclusion this morning, thank you so much for being with us. But um, as, as we're leaving, I wanna pray for everybody this morning, if I can. And uh, I wanna encourage you with those three things that we talked about. Just remember, this is, this is an opportunity that we have because we have a time when we have time and we have people that are a captive audience and there's never been a better time to evangelize. And I love what Pastor Bray said, that evangelism is the one thing we can't do in heaven. So it doesn't matter what's going on necessarily now. Evangelism, winning souls for Christ, that supersedes everything. Eternally speaking, that's more important than anything. And so let's take the opportunity to take, make the most out of this, have our five friend focus, or our five 
I'm sorry, what was it called? Five. My five, my five. It used to be called the five friend focus back in the days. Um, but uh, then prayer, pray, uh, share, pray, care, and share. So this week, and do this with your family. If, you've, if your family's watching, do this together. Everybody take some time, write down your five, share it with each other, who your five are. Take time every day to circle those people in prayer, find out how you can care and, and brainstorm ways that you can care. And then when it's time, you share the gospel. So, Amen. Pastor Jerry, I just want to say this. Yeah, go ahead. You mentioned doing that with your family. Mm-hmm. I am telling you, church, if you will do this with your family, your kids will see how ministry works. Yeah, right? you'll see how how ministry is is always God working through your personality as yeah. a family and as yeah. individuals. And there could be it's better caught than taught. Yeah, you right. can't teach that stuff. You gotta you gotta uh, display it for them to see it. Right. And if you do that, and and someone that you prayed for as they come saved, as they accept Christ, become saved and accept Christ. Um, what your, your kids will never be the same. Yeah, they'll never be the same. Well, and what an opportunity for them to see God answer those prayers, and, and you know, and the power of God be displayed. Yeah. Because when you're praying for those opportunities, those opportunities come, and they're going to see it. I, I agree wholeheartedly. So, um, let's let's say good, say goodbye by by praying for everybody today. And um, you know what I said I was going to pray, but I think I might turn it over to Pastor Dave if you're up for praying. Absolutely. All right, and Pastor Dave. Maybe I want to say one more thing. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a preacher. I talk a lot. Um, if we weren't evangelistic in this church, this man wouldn't be sitting here. Amen. And that's the church. You, you know, I've told the story so many times, it, it, I, I, and I don't mean to, I hope that never belittles you in any way. But to me, what, what if your family puts someone down on paper and it's the next Dave Woodcock? Yeah. You know, what if? Yeah. I mean, who's pastoring a church and winning people over in Knoxville and, and his people are winning people. Yeah. It, it just has this residual uh, effect and it, yeah. it's, uh, it's incredible. Yeah. And, and, and I, I would even say this, Billy Graham events and things like that, they're wonderful, these, these evangelistic events, you know, Franklin Graham now and, and some of the other events that have been in the past, they're all wonderful, but they all will tell you the same thing. About 3% actually stick when they have people commit. The one-on-one people that stick, when one Christian wins another Christian, almost night and day in percentages. Actually, the church right now is growing more, by far, percentage-wise, from people doing one-on-one evangelism than anything else. So if you think these big ministries and these big events are what's going to win the world and and they're doing that and so you don't have to do your job, you're wrong. We are called to do this, and it's still the best way for it to get done. And I think all of us can point to someone, oh, man. you know, that's one us. And we're here because of personal evangelism. I know I am. Absolutely. I am um, too. I know Pastor Barry is. So. And we're all called to ministry. Yes, every it. one of us. Every one you of know. us. Yeah. Yeah. So, Amen. Pastor Dave, if you want to pray for us, yes. go for it, man. You know, as I'm as I, you know, thinking about how we're in this kind of unique time where people are seeking God probably more than ever, I'm thinking about all the prayers that are going up right now around the world through, through the body of Christ of, you know, God said revival. You know, and I think if all these prayers are going up and God wants to answer our prayers, he wants to bring revival. And if we're all praying it and he wants to bring it, I mean, what's keeping it from happening? So I think this is it, guys. This is a spark. This is a catalyst to to revival in in these times. So um, let's stay focused on him. Don't get caught up in all the, the fear and the hoopla. Get off the news. And uh, focus on your family, and, and but put God first. Amen. So anyway, 
This has been awesome, guys. Yeah. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today, God. We're so grateful for who you are, God, Mm -hmm. that even in the middle of this pandemic, Lord, it's no surprise to you. This didn't catch you off guard. Father, we know that you are still on the throne, that you have a plan and a purpose for every single one of us, God, that you're doing something in the midst of this whole thing, even though we can't see it through our our eyes sometimes, but we we can see certain things through spiritual eyes that you give us, God. And I believe right now that you are opening the eyes of our hearts right now, God. I believe that you are giving us a spirit of wisdom and revelation, God. And that wisdom is from above, Lord. It's not the world's wisdom. It's your wisdom, God. And I believe that you're giving us revelation. I I believe that you're you're revealing yourself more and more and more to every single one of us uh, here on earth, Lord. All the believers and those that don't know you yet, God. Um, So God, I ask you to continue to draw people to you, Lord. Holy Spirit, continue to draw, Lord. Continue to draw people Mm -hmm. to to the saving knowledge of you you, today, God. And still equip, keep equipping the churches, keep equipping the body of Christ, Lord. Um, Bring boldness and confidence, God, to to all of us believers that we can approach your throne of grace with confidence, God, to receive mercy and find grace in our time of need. But Lord, equip us, Father, and give us more and more divine appointments and opportunities to lead people to, to you, God. And uh, I just thank you for what you're doing, even in the midst of all this. I see this as an opportunity that you're giving us, Lord, to mm-hmm. refocus and reprioritize and to, to, to put first things first, and that's you yes, and the th- other things that are important, our family, God. So, Lord, we thank you for this time, even in the midst of the chaos. We thank you, Lord. Yeah. And uh, we just give you every bit of the glory and every bit of the honor. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, Andy Nolan first, a new journey. Thank you so much for joining us this Thanks, morning, guys. wherever you're at and wherever we you're guys. watching. We love you guys. We appreciate you. And we can't wait till we can actually physically get together in person and be back and see all your awesome faces. But for now, we love you. Your churches are praying for you. And we hope you have an amazing week. Thanks for being a part of the Indianola First podcast. Join us next week to stay updated on our latest messages.